pray to have the boys and girls remain with us here in the sanctuary. Normally we have a full children's church worship time for the boys and girls up to grade six. But uh, we, we thought today it'd be wonderful to have the children remain with us. And uh, there is no better speaker than Dr. Tina Patamber to share a message that will connect with the children, youth, and adults. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for having me here this morning. Yeah, so if we have children, I'd love for them to come closer to the front because it's going to be a time of interaction, so children don't be shy. Before I went to Richmond Hill, I was part of the children's ministry with my sisters and my brother-in-law. And let me tell you, children's ministry is hard work. And so we say to Pastor Bria, thank you for all your leadership and what you've been doing. As youth ministry, as all the ministries are, are a lot of work, but these kids, they're tough. They know how to ask questions, and you have to be ready and be prepared. So I would love for the children to come to the front because we're going to have a time of interaction. So please don't be shy, parents, if you can release them to the front because I need you. I really need you to be part of what we're doing this morning. So the first two rows, anywhere in the first two rows, that would be good, and that would be uh, awesome. And so before we begin, I want to... Um, say a word of prayer, and the title of the sermon this morning is, This Year We Pray For, This Year We Pray For, and there are some things I want to share with you and also with the children, so let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we sense your spirit, we sense your presence, we thank you, Lord, that 2016 is over. We thank you for the good things that happened in this past year. And Lord, we even say thank you for the hard things because we are to be thankful in all situations. And God, we pray this coming year, we know that you know everything. You know what we are going to face. You know the battles that are before us. You know the things that we have to experience. And in advance, God, we say thank you. We say thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you, God, for the healing. Thank you, God, for making a way when there was no way. Thank you, God, for your love. Thank you, God, that we can overcome evil with your love and with goodness, O Lord. We have nothing to fear, as the songwriter says, because he lives, we can face tomorrow. And so, God, as we enter into this new year, we are saying to you, we are going to be brave and we are going to face tomorrow with your love and with your power. Thank you for the people that have come and to be part of something special, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, first of all, thank you for being here this morning, because as Pastor Nick mentioned, we are, we're never sure, but he, he's a man of faith, and he believed. And so here, here we are, we have everybody that is here, and we say thank you to many of you who are here. Some of you have uh, seen me, and you say, I'm looking different. Well, it's because I've been eating a lot of chocolate and a lot of Lind Lindor turtles, so don't give me any more of that, because I don't want to eat any more. My sister and I, we stashed it in our drawer, and we said, this is for hard times, okay? If, you know, if any of you understand that, you know. If you're having a bad day, you take a chocolate out, and you feel better. So it's stashed in the hard times drawer now. All right, so as we look at this message, this message is this year we pray for. I want Pastor Bria to help me to pick two volunteers from the kids, two volunteers. Oh, we've got two over here already, so why don't we just have them come on up? They don't even know what they're going to be doing, but... They are brave, and Pastor Mike's going to be helping us. That's great. So, young men, just stand over here for a moment. And uh, all right, okay. So, um, Pastor Beer or Pastor Mike, if you could help, you're going to be blindfolded. Okay? Are, are you okay with that? Yes. Okay. Wow. Good. Good. And what are your names? 
Nathaniel? And Chase. Say Chase? Okay, perfect. All right, make sure they can't see. That's the whole point, they, have, they can't see. All right. I don't know, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try. Here, Pastor Mike, here, you can do it because I'm, you can see, okay, don't worry, we'll make sure. I have, actually, I have backup. I, it's okay. I've got backup. Okay, look, I got backup. These are dark colors. <laughs> so maybe we should have gone with these ones. Here you go. Yeah. Navy blue? No, see? That's good. <laughs> Can see. No, oh, double he can it, double see. it. No, <laughs> they can't breathe. Make sure he can breathe. <laughs> there. Okay, how many fingers? Uh, ten? Oh, boy. Are okay, you, you know what, Chase, maybe you have to sit down for this one and we'll pick somebody. He's just guessing. Like, he's oh, okay, okay, hold on. Okay, where are you now? Can you see? What are you looking at? The. Yeah. Well, close your eyes. Close your eyes inside. <laughs> okay, now are close you your eyes. No, this, okay. All right. Yeah, go ahead, no, 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 spin him around. Spin him around. Okay, okay, stop, okay. Now, Pastor Mike, go somewhere, please. Now, Chase and Nathaniel, what you have to do is listen for Pastor Mike's voice and go to him. All right, so, Pastor Mike, please start talking. All right, I'm right here. Can you guys find me? What is Come on. Oh, yeah, watch. We're going to direct you back. Okay, okay. Right here. Can you hear me? You're getting closer. You're getting closer. A little closer, a little closer, a little closer. A little closer, a little closer, a little closer, a little closer. Pastor Mike, don't move, don't move, please. Right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, right here. You're getting closer. You're closer. Yay! Now, boys, don't take it off. Don't take it off. Chase and Nathan, don't take it off. Now, we're going to do this again, just differently. Okay, now I'm going to turn you. Now, Pastor Mike, now turn, turn, uh, Chase, that's right. Now, Pastor Mike, start talking. And I want you to follow my lead, okay? I'm talking again, and I'm telling you guys to come closer to me, closer, closer, closer. Oh, you're coming really quickly, really quickly, really quickly, really quickly, really quickly, right here. Yay. Okay, please, whoops. Please applaud our boys. All right. Let me take this off. Thank you for being such good volunteers. I have other things prepared for later. Okay. All right, good job. Okay, you can be seated there. Oh, oh, wait, one more thing, boys, sorry. Um, just need a microphone before you go. One more thing before you go down. So tell me, tell us, as, tell the church family, the first time when you were blindfolded and you had to go to Pastor Mike, how was that like the first time? Give me some words. It was hard. Is it hard? Okay, what about you? Medium. Medium, okay. <laughs> All right. And then when I held your hand and got to Pastor Mike, what was that like? Easy. Easy. Easy, okay, Easy. very good. Okay, now you may be seated. Thank you so much, that's great. Okay, church family, boys and girls, this is what faith looks like. This is what faith looks like. When we are exercising faith in God, we will feel blindfolded with the Lord, as you saw with the boys. 
And uh, the truth of the matter is, though, if we are listening to Pastor Mike was representing sort of God in this situation, if we're listening to the voice of God, and as I held their hands, that can represent us listening to the Holy Spirit, then we will get to our destination faster. But the truth of the matter is, God wants us to exercise faith this coming year. Hebrews 11.1 1 says the following, Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And as we can see with these boys, they were blindfolded. They cannot see in front of them, but they were doing different things to help themselves, right? We noticed that. But God wants us to exercise faith in this coming year. What is faith? What is being sure of what we hope for? This being sure of is confidence in the Lord. It's the evidence to God that we believe. And the second part is what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. What this really means is that we are believing that God will fulfill the promises that he has given to us in his word, the word that he's given to us prophetically or by word knowledge, and to see it materialize. So maybe right now you're in a situation that you don't understand, you don't see it's going to happen, but faith is believing that it will happen. It will happen. And that's this year. We want us to, we want you to exercise faith in this coming year. Will we do that? Will we exercise faith? That's number one today, exercise faith in God. And boys and girls, in the Bible, there was a man named Abraham. And he was 75 years old, and God said to, to Abraham, leave your family, leave your country, leave your home. How many of you would do that, boys and girls? Okay, a couple of them put their hand up. <laughs> so, okay, you don't like your home? You would leave your parents and leave your school and your friends? Okay, okay, okay. So some of them will stay, but some of them will leave. And so Genesis 12, 4 says, So Abraham went as the Lord had told him. And so God told Abraham to leave his place of security, his place of certainty, his place, of familiar, place that he was familiar with. But God also promised him, Abraham, if you do this, you'll be the father of many nations. The only problem is, though, Abraham had no son. So how could he be the father of many nations when he had no son? Well, the Lord promised him that he would have a son. And by faith, they had a son. This year, boys and girls, boys and girls, God wants you to believe in him. Amen. And this year, I want you to have faith that God will help you with your schoolwork and that God will take care of your family. And parents, adults, God wants you to exercise faith as well. Children need to see their parents trusting in the Lord. Amen. I believe that. And so this year, parents and adults, do you trust in God? Do you believe in our God? Do you believe that he'll take care of your health situation? He'll take care of that financial situation that you're going through or take care of your family member that might be straying from the Lord? These people, Abraham, the forefathers, and in Hebrews chapter 11, there were many names listed, had faith in God. And this year, God is saying to you and me, may we have faith in the Lord. May we trust him in all things and that we will have faith. But in order to trust God, number two is we need to overcome our fears. Overcome our fears. And so I want to ask a couple of the kids today. 
How many of you have been afraid of something? And what were you afraid of? Brace yourself, parents, for these answers. <laughs> I was afraid of bridges. Bridges, okay, yes, I'm not afraid of heights. Okay. Heights. Heights. Where my two-wheeler bike? Riding your two-wheeler bike, okay, good. The dark. The dark, yes, me too. <laughs> I don't like the dark either. Anybody else, any, I don't wanna miss any boys and girls. Okay. I'm afraid of being alone. Being alone, okay, very good. All right, so, yeah, one more, go ahead. I was afraid of sleeping alone. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good one too, the sleeping alone. Uh, I can relate to some of those um, boys and girls. I remember, I think last year, I had the opportunity to go to the CN Tower. How many of you went to the CN Tower restaurant? Okay, but in order to get there, you have to go up. And uh, that elevator ride is long <laughs> for me. And I, I was just happy to get off of it because I'm one of those people too that don't like to be in places that are compact or high up. And then after the dinner, they, they, had, they wanted us to go over that glass. You know that glass that you had? I said, forget it. I've already made my uh, trip up here. I've done my dues. Well, boys and girls, guess what? You know one thing I have been afraid of doing? You're not gonna believe this. One thing I've been afraid to do in my, in my history of walking with the Lord is talking in front of people. See, you don't believe me. And this is, that's why number two is, God is calling us this year to overcome our fears. It's been scary for me to talk in front of people. And you know what, I'm gonna tell you a secret. Growing up, my sister Tanya, they had a play called Alice in Wonderland in school. Guess who got the lead role for Alice in Wonderland? My sister Tanya, she's, standing, she's sitting right there. She was the lead, she did the whole production in front of people. Can you stand? Because some of the kids want to see you. <laughs> She's now a high school teacher. That was, I think, in grade four or five. I was not the starring role. Then a couple years later, my sister Lisa was Peter Pan in that play, and she was the starring role. Lisa, why don't you stand? Because she was Peter Pan. <laughs> this, is in, this is Get to Know Your Family Day. Not me. I was not in Peter Pan either. Then one year, they did Wizard of Oz. Boys and girls, do you think I, I played the, the, the what's, what's the main role? What, what's her name? Dorothy? Do you think I played Dorothy? Yes? No? The answer is no. You know what I was? I was the flower girl. I was the flower girl. I was the flower girl, and that's a big role to play. Because I don't like to be in front of the center stage, believe it or not. I was very shy growing up. But now look at me, I'm talking in front of people. How is that possible? Because I had to overcome my fear. Had to overcome my fear. And whatever you've been scared of, thank you, whatever you've been scared of, I wanna encourage you boys and girls. This year, God wants us to be brave and he wants us to overcome our fears. Here's what God's word says in Psalm 27.1. God is my light and salvation. Whom shall I be afraid of? God is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? If we can go to the next slide, please. 
Joshua chapter 1, 7 says, be strong and be courageous. courageous. And Isaiah 41, 10 says, don't be afraid, for I, God's saying, I'm with you. Don't be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So, boys and girls, this year I want you to remember, no matter what you're going through, I, don't, well, I want you to remember to be courageous and strong. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. When I started high school, I was very nervous and afraid, but God was with me. When I started the church plant years ago, back in 2008, 2007, I was afraid, but God was with me. And I want to say to the little, the little ones and to the parents here today and the adults, boys and girls, when you're in school, remember this. God is with you. God is with you. He is with you when you're walking to school. How many of you have to walk to school? You take the bus? Maybe you take the bus? When you're on that bus, remember that God is with you. How many of you have to write tests and exams? Many of you. Remember, when you're writing your tests, you're not alone. God is with you. How many of you have to learn a new sport or play? You have to swim or, or, or learn a new instrument. Remember, when you're doing that, God is with you. God is with you. And when you have to speak in front of other kids that might be saying the wrong things, I want to encourage you to overcome your fears and stand up and say what is right. And say what is right. And whatever you say, remember this, God is with you. Because if you don't overcome your fears, boys and girls and adults, if we don't overcome our fears, for example, if we don't overcome the fear of writing our test or finishing school, then we don't finish school. If we don't learn how to swim, then we can't swim. If we don't speak the truth, we don't learn to overcome our fears. And this applies to us as well, adults. There are things in our lives that are causing us to have fear. And this is 2017, and God wants us to be bold. He wants us to be courageous. He wants us to believe in our God. Instead of dealing with our fears, and we might let our fears overcome us. I know that's been some situations in my life where I have let my fear overcome me. And if we are not careful, fear can become anxiety. Anxiety can become worry. Worry can become depression and confusion. And to the point that some of us might be sick or even ill. And instead of doing the will of God, we are trapped in our fear. Trapped in our fear. And this is so key today. Did you know that fear is not from God? Fear is not from God. The word of God says to fear God, which means is to be in his awesome presence, to know that he is God and that he is greater than us. Not to be afraid of him, but to respect him and come to him with honor and respect. That's what it means to fear God, but not to have that fear of anxiety and worry and being afraid. And so I say to you today, adults, that when we are afraid, we can call upon God to help us. A spirit of fear is not from the Lord. So adults, when you're in the hospital, or even boys and girls, you don't have to be afraid. God is with you. God is with you. When you're going through a hard relationship, God is with you. When you've lost a loved one, God is with you. He's with you, even when you feel alone. When you don't know how to pay that next bill, God 
is with you. And so if we keep our focus on God and what he can do and his presence to fill our lives, then worry, anxiety, and fear begin to subside. And just think, boys and girls and adults, just think, if we don't overcome our fear, what you're going to miss? What you're going to miss? If you don't go to that job interview that you're scared of or that job that you think you can't do, you're going to miss your job promotion. If you don't give a person a try, you can miss a great relationship. If you don't try something new in your life, you might miss a skill. And if you don't, if you and I don't deal with that thing in our life that is causing us fear and causing us to be afraid, that thing will trap us forever. And we're all in different, different situations right now. Some of us have different things that cause us fear or anxiety or worry. And God is saying to us today, 2017 is a new year for us. We are going to release that thing and let God be God in our lives. Amen. Amen? And so this year, may we overcome our fear. So the first thing is, may we have faith. This year, may we overcome our fears. Thirdly, this year, we're praying that we will receive God's favor. And so I have something for the boys and girls to think about here, um, right here. Boys and girls, this is a gift that I got. Where's the bow? <laughs> the bow will come off. All right, boys and girls. Bria, you got the microphone? That's great. What do you think is inside this box? Time to guess. <laughs> a toy? Nope, that's not it. This little boy is holding his hand up nicely. Crocodile? No. What kind of crocodile is in here? A baby one? Maybe a lizard or what do they call those things in Florida? Those geckos? No. <laughs> a watch? No. A bracelet? No. Good try. In the back? Lizard? That's okay. Way in the back. Can you scream it? A dove? Love? Oh, no, that's a good guess, but it's not love. Shoes, an engagement ring. No, 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 no. no. Good try, Pastor Nick. And you're not a kid. You can't, you can't guess. <laughs> Money, no. Candy, no. Anybody else? Yes. A book, no. Hair? Air, no. And Pastor Lucas, you cannot, you cannot guess. You're an adult. <laughs> Just for the boys and girls. Bible, no. Yes. Chocolate, no. Man, I picked a hard item in here. Nathaniel? Say? Faith? No. Nothing? No, there's something actually in here. <laughs> okay. Last one over here. Jesus, no. You know... No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not, no, I'm sorry. It's my Kleenex that I use when I'm driving. So, sorry, none of you got it, because I was going to give it to the person who, who got it, but none of you got it, so I'm sorry. Maybe now you're all sad, so maybe you all need a Kleenex now. <laughs> After service, we can think about that. So, how many of you like to open up gifts, right? We all love to open up gifts, because we never know what's inside, and that is what favor is like. Favor is like a gift. God's favor is like a gift because he surprises us with his blessings. He surprises us with his goodness. He surprises us. And favor is also associated to the word grace and God's mercy. 
And this year, our prayer is that we will have God's favor. Amen? God's favor. In the Bible, many of the men and women had God's favor. Moses had God's favor. Noah was a man of God's favor. Gabriel told Mary, you are found with favor with God. And Jesus, when he was 12, was growing up, he had the favor of the Lord. You can also have favor from people in your lives as well. For example, in the Bible, Ruth found favor with Boaz. How many of you know that story, the book of Ruth, where she was a widow and then her husband died and then Boaz saw her and liked her. And so she found, he had favor with her. That's how it's going to happen for me and Pastor Lisa as well. A man will see us and be, there she is, right? That's how it's going to happen, favor. And so Joseph had favor with Potiphar. And so this is what I'm talking about. Boys and girls, favor, favor. Can we say favor together? Favor, good. When I was about to do my master's, I was, God showed me favor. I was working at a retail store, and I did the, uh, the different things in the aisles and cash and all the different things that happens in a store, and I was getting paid minimum wage. And then um, an opportunity came up for me to work at the head office of that same retail company. And so the job was less hours but double the pay. One of the things I had to do was, firstly, I had to overcome my fear because I had thought, I'm not good enough for head office. I'm just a young person. I don't have those skill sets. But God showed me favor, and I passed that interview. And when I started the job, I learned that this job was actually a creative position. The position that they gave me was cut down to 20 hours. It normally was a 40-hour job. And so the timing was right. God had opened up the door for me, created a position for me, and God showed me favor in my job situation so that I could pay for my master's. There was a purpose involved in getting this job which was to pay for the masters that I was doing. And I'm praying this year for us, boys and girls, that you will have God's favor, that you will have favor with your teacher, that you will be a, a good student, and that teacher will see you and say, this child is obedient, he or she listens to the, to the instructions, and is a leader in their school. Amen? God will show you favor, and may God show you favor in being strong and being healthy and having good bone structure and good health in your lives. May you have favor with your parents. Your parents do a lot for you. Amen? They work hard. And so may you have favor with your parents, that your parents will be able to say, my child listens, he or she does their chores and does their homework and does all the things required may you have also favor in the giftings. And for us adults, may God show us favor. This year, may you get that job promotion you've been working hard for. This year, maybe God will allow you to become a parent, maybe even desiring to have a child, and God will show you favor. Maybe this year you will go from being single to being married. May God show you favor. May you, this year have been a year of sickness for you. God will show you favor and give you total healing and no more of the battling, and no more going to the hospital, and no more appointments, but the doctor will say, everything is clear, everything is good, I don't know how, and you will say, because of Jesus. Amen. This year, may your finances come together. May you say, I'm going to be disciplined. I'm only going to have one credit card. Amen? Amen. I'm not going to spend, 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 spend. I'm going to pay, 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 and then when there's money in the bank, I will spend. I will spend showing God favor. May you see your family be strong. 
May you pay off your house this year and have God's favor. May you pay off your car this year and have God's favor. May you be free from the things that have been pulling you down. This is a hard time to live in. There are many distractions in our world, things pulling us in different directions. And God wants us to keep our eyes fixed on him because he knows that when we are entering into the things that are not of God, we will be displaced and we will not be satisfied. But may we go to God and say, you are the reason I live. You are the reason I breathe and I'll be satisfied with you and you alone. So God, this year I pray I will be free from smoking, free from alcoholism, free from drug addiction, free from things like insecurities about myself, free indeed because the Son of God has set us free. And so may we receive God's favor. This is our prayer. And then finally today, may we put God first. May we put God first. So if you have been following, it's all the letter F. Faith and then favor and fear and now putting God first, putting God first. And so I need six boys and girls, six boys and girls, six boys and girls that haven't been up here yet. Where's my paper? Yeah, he can come on the stage. Hey, what did I do with my, maybe it's over here. Okay, just give me a second. I know I had it here. Maybe it's, maybe it is behind here. Oh yeah, here we go. Okay, boys and girls, thank you for being so good and for listening. Okay, turn around so they can't see it. I don't want them to see it. Turn around. <laughs> okay. All right, hold this. Hold it. Don't turn around yet. Okay. Just hold it, and then I'll tell you when to turn around. Okay. Okay, so hold it, hold it nice. All right, now, we're gonna ask you now to turn around. Okay, so now we're gonna ask some of you to just, I'll just point you over here so that they can see better. All right, good, and then maybe we'll have you three over here. Okay, good. They're so brave, they came up, they didn't even know what they were gonna be asked to do. Not me, I'm not like that. <laughs> okay, now, boys and girls, are you, are you with me? Yes? Okay, boys and girls, you see they have some things on here, chores, family, health, God, work, entertainment. I'm gonna ask you, we wanna put this in order, how God wants us to live our lives. So the first thing will go over here, the last thing will go over here. So boys and girls, what do you think God wants us to do first in our lives? Worship God. So we're gonna move you over here, all right, all the way to the big front. What do you think, boys and girls, next God wants us to focus on? Right here in the nice fur jacket. Work? How many of the boys and girls agree? Work? Yes? No? I can move her over. What kind of game is this like on The Price is Right? Something similar. <laughs> okay, we're going to put work right beside God. Okay, what do you think is third? Do you want to go ahead? Family, okay, so let's switch it over. Okay, family. All right, what's next for our, for our list? Okay, Chase. Entertainment? All righty. What happened to chores? <laughs> okay, so is this right? 
Boys and girls, is this right? Okay, let's let's vote. Okay, so do we do we agree that God is first? Yes. All right, good. Do we think work is next? Yes. No. So what should we switch it with? Family? Yeah. Do you agree? Health. Health? No. We're gonna switch family and work. <laughs> That's why the adults are here. We have to help you. Okay. <laughs> work? Is this good? No. Yes. No. Yes. Health? Okay, these are interchangeable, I think. Okay, so let's just scoot you over. Okay. Now it's correct. Okay, so, so health, work, and what, what about these ones? Correct. This should be switched, right? No. no. They're saying no, but we're gonna switch them. <laughs> okay, does that look right? No. Boys and girls, what do you think? No. Yes? No. So what do we have, boys and girls, tell me in the beginning, what do we have? God, God. family, Health or work, chores, entertainment. Does that sound good? No. No, you don't agree? That's okay. That's why you're here this morning. <laughs> you're going to learn. Okay? So, can you give me a round of applause for our, our volunteers here? So, we've got God and we've got family, health, work, chores, and entertainment. Okay. So, now you're going to give me these sheets and you can go back to your seats. All right. Thank you so much. Good volunteers, awesome. Okay, so what does it mean to put God first? Put God first. And uh, I wanna read some passage scriptures for you, boys and girls. Matthew 22, 37 says, love God with your heart, with your soul, and with your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like the first, love your neighbor as yourself. And Exodus 23 says, boys and girls, don't have any other gods before me. And finally, Matthew 6.33 says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. I want to say to you, boys and girls and adults, as we enter the first, as the first day of the new year, I pray, and as all the pastors here as well and the leaders, we are praying that we will all put God first. We will serve God, we will praise God, we will give to God, we will love God, and he will be first in our lives. And boys and girls, this is important. Anything that comes before God, anything that comes before God is an idol in our life. That means if you want to run around and play outside more than hearing from God and, and learning from God, that can be an idol in our lives. The same applies to us parents. Anything that comes before God can be an idol. And anything that you have to have just to be happy in life is an idol in our life. If you are single and you have to be married to be happy, you have made marriage an idol in your life. If you're a parent and you don't have any children and you want to have children and you, you're, you'll say to God, I just don't understand, that, that, that uh, baby or baby is an idol in your life. If you have to have the perfect job to be happy, that has become an idol in your life. If you have to have X amount of dollars in your, amount, in your bank, that has become an idol in your life. This year, church family, will you and I let God be first in our lives? Not second, not third, not fourth. First in our lives. Deuteronomy 6.10 says, verse 9, write these commandments, God says, I'm giving you in your hearts. Get them inside of you and outside of them in your children. Talk about them whenever you are here, sitting at home, walking in the streets. Uh, talk about them before the time you get up in the morning. 
to, to when you fall into bed at night, tie them in your hands and foreheads as a reminder, inscribe them on the doorpost of your homes and on your city gates. And I wanna leave you four things, parents, as we think about this. This is so key, parents. Teach your children God's word. Amen. Don't wait till Sunday to have them learn God's word. You talk about God's word at the table. You talk about God's word when you're driving. You talk about the values and principle of God. And that means if we don't know God's word, we need to study God's word first so we can pass it on to our children. Children don't want things to be passed on to them. They need the principles of God to be passed on to them. That will have eternal value for them. That will have eternal value. And so don't count on the church. The church is here to reinforce what you are doing at the home because you have them more hours than we do on Sunday, on Sunday. Secondly, parents and adults, let us do God's word. Children learn by what you do, not what you say. Don't tell them not to lie and then they overhear you lying to somebody else. We're laughing about it, but it's actually not funny because that's what they're gonna do in the future. Don't scream at your parents if you want them to talk to people with respect and love. Where are they learning that? Don't be critical to them. The Bible says not to be critical. It says to be encouraging. Don't make excuses to miss church or Bible study Amen. because then they're going to learn to do the same thing in the future. Right. Sometimes we wonder as parents, why aren't our kids doing the things that we want them to do? But did they learn it from you? I know that's hard for me to say that. Sometimes, though, parents, you have done everything, and for whatever reason, this child is just going in their own direction. That's a hard path to follow as well. And we pray and stand with our parents for all of our children. Children whose parents are not involved in ministry or do not serve or are concerned for the needs of others will learn to be selfish and not generous and caring to the things around them. Parents, you have a big responsibility. God believes you can do it. This year is your year to do and put God first. And letter C is, whatever you do, be consistent. Don't do a half job. That's my pet peeve. I don't like when somebody says they're going to do something and they do a half job. Right. I don't like that at all. If you're going to do something, do it with all of your heart. Amen. Because God, when he died on the cross, he didn't do a half job. He died on the cross, he took our suffering, he took our pain, he bled for us, he did not do a half job. So please do not come to church and serve God with a half heart, but to serve him with all of your heart, because he deserves it, he deserves our praise. Be consistent. Don't make excuses. Don't blame other people for what's going on in your life. Trust in the Lord. And I'm preaching to myself this way. I'm not just preaching to you. Trust that our God is able. He can do all things. We just have to believe. Be consistent in praying with your children. Be consistent in reading your Bible. Be consistent in serving God. Be consistent in giving to the Lord. Not, I'll do it this Sunday, maybe not next Sunday. Be consistent in being present. Do not think that coming here once a month is enough for you. 
You think we're doing this for God? We need God in our lives. We don't do church for you. We come to church for God. And God deserves all our praise. Let us be consistent in telling the truth. And then finally, in closing, know your priorities. Boys and girls, this one's for you. Now, this is going to be very hard. Do you trust me? So far, you have been good to me. <laughs> we have to know our priorities. We have to say yes to some things and no to some other things. Children, if your friend invites you to a birthday party on the same day as church, what are you going to do? Go to church. Go to church. Wow, praise God. Yeah. They answered that well. Pastor Bria, good work. You need to tell your parents that I'm going to church. I'm not going to the birthday party. Why? Because God needs to be first in our lives. God needs to be first. Parents, if you know there's a social event or a sport event or something scheduled, work event, as the same day as worship, always choose to honor God above the sport event, the social event, or work event. Always choose to honor God. And parents, unclutter your schedule so that you're not always running around from place to place. Now, I'm not a parent yet. My mom was a parent. She has five children, and she's always working hard. Up until this day, she's working hard. And we have to know our priorities. Parents, you don't have to be in every event, every social event. You don't have to be in every, your child doesn't have to be in every English class, sporting event, language event. You're just going to drive yourself crazy. And you are driving yourself crazy because many of you say you're tired. You come home when you're tired. And so you need to, we need to learn to say yes to some things and no to other things. We have to look at our schedule and say, is what I'm doing has eternal value to God? Eternal value. If it doesn't have eternal value, the answer is no. You don't have to be there. Because when we get to heaven, it doesn't matter how big your house is or your car or how much money you have in your bank. It doesn't matter. What matters is our relationship to the Lord. That's what matters. And I'm going to say this for all of you who work, and I've worked in retail. If you work in retail, and basically they will ask you to work on Sunday. Many of you have said, you know, you cannot make it on Sunday or, or what, the day of worship, which is the Sunday here at Rosewood. I want to advise you, the best thing you can do for yourself, this is what I did as a young person, is to say to your manager, I will work every Saturday so I can be in church on Sunday. And it was the best decision I ever made because I need to be in the presence of God. I cannot afford to miss what God has for me in the house of the Lord. And so, in the end, putting God first will be rewarding. Honor God. He honors you. When we put God first, God is happy. He blesses us, and he takes care of all of our needs. And I want to say this to you. Last week, this is just a story of evidence when we put God first. Last week, I received, or two weeks ago, I received extra money and decided to tithe on that extra money. This was a gift donation. So, boys and girls, I gave God $50, $50 to God. That was two weeks ago. This week, I received money. How much do you think I got back? Yes? $50. No. That's good, though. I'd like that math. Yes? $2. No, more. Yes? $8. No. Yes? 100? No, lower. 
So it's above 50, but below 60. 55, higher. 59, lower. Not 80. 58, $58, okay, $58. So I gave God $50. I gave extra God to God, not because I had to, but because I wanted to. Not because God needs my money, because God can provide, but because I want to put God first. Put God first. And in the end, God gave me back $58. So 50 plus change. Do you get what I'm saying? That's a tip. It's an $8 tip. And I want to tell you that God has a sense of humor. He really does. So this year, let's have faith in the Lord. Let us overcome our fears. Let us have God's favor. And this year, let us put God first. Put God first. And we do that by having a relationship with Jesus and clearing out our schedule to the Lord. And so I want to give opportunity here before uh, we get into communion to pray because maybe this is your first time being here and you've never heard about God or Jesus. And I want to talk to you about Jesus, who Jesus is. Jesus is the son of God, who's God in the flesh, who came to die on the cross for our sins, rose on the third day, kept his word, and now he's alive in heaven. And so today, God wants us to have that relationship with the Lord. Maybe today is your day. And boys and girls, maybe you have heard this before and you've heard this message, but when I was eight, I gave my heart to Jesus. And maybe today you want to say to God, I want to give my heart to Jesus as well. And so let's, uh, let's close our eyes together as we pray together. Then I'm going to ask Pastor Nick to come on up. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you for the love that you have for us. And thank you for this coming year. We pray for faith in our lives. We pray to overcome all fears. We pray for God's favor in our lives. And we pray to put God first above all things. You are God and you are Lord, and we deserve to praise you. We praise you, O Lord. You deserve it. And maybe this afternoon somebody here is hearing this message for the first time, and they don't know Jesus. Our prayer today is that Jesus would come into their lives. And so if that's somebody here today, may they say this prayer, Jesus, come into my heart. I want to know you. I believe that you are God. I believe you died on the cross. And I believe this is the third day that you rose. I receive you, Jesus. You will be first in my life. I am forgiven of my sin. And I am ready for heaven. Thank you, God, for who you are. This is a new day. This is a new year. This is a new life. We choose life, God, over death because we serve a God who overcame death. You alone are good. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen.